You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 225 of the Sprues and Brews podcast. And first and foremost, Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first yeah. show of 2024. My name's Dave, and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. You said you were going to cut to me last. It's a good job I, I just eat that last chunk you know, of Christmas I, chocolate. As I was just about to say your name, it's because I always say it first. So it's just, it, it's, you know, routine, isn't it? And I I forgot that I did say that to you. It's a super professional way to eat the chocolate before you started recording. Hello, I'm feeling very old. I'm 40 and very sick. So apologies for uh, <coughs> how I sound today. But yeah, it's 2024. I can't believe it. It's amazing. It is. Uh, we've also got Jay on the show. Hello. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm also um, recovering from illness, but I'm not as bad as Matt. I should hopefully be able to uh, talk normally. And we've got Andy. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I thankfully are, touch wood, um, not sick. That's <laughs> you young and sprightly, Andy. We're all past it now. Yeah, I didn't realise we were going to declare our illnesses in, in the introduction. I have a bit of a cough. I'm nowhere near as bad as Matt and Jay. So the scale goes Jay, Matt. No, no, I'm recovering now, oh, Dave. Sorry. I'm all right. Matt, I'd... sorry. Matt, Jay, me, Andy. See, you guys are pushing 40 this year, too. So maybe in the, the intro section, we need to list what ailments we've got. Oh, I don't think we need to. I don't I'm, think I'm we miles need to away declare from 40. that. We're miles away from 40. Five months, Jay? <laughs> miles Is that away, miles? Miles that away. Miles? I, I don't count it in months. I count it in minutes. I mean, it's, there's <laughs> tens of thousands when, of minutes. When, when you woke up on your birthday, Matt, you, you didn't lose the urge to play with toy soldiers, though, right? No, if anything, I wanted to play with more toy soldiers. There you go. That's that's what I'm fearing, uh, you know, actually realising I should be an adult by now. Um, anyway, I think we're digressing a little bit. Um, it is our first show of the new year, which can only mean one thing. It is our hobby resolution show. So oh. on this show, as is tradition, Matt will tell us how many or should that be how little of our hobby resolutions we managed to do from last year's episode. Uh, and then also what we're going to do in this one is declare what our hobby resolutions are for this coming year. So what hobby achievements we want to get in 2024. We also have... Oops, sorry, Matt, you going to say something? Oh, no, go on, go on, go on. Uh, we also have quite a chunky new section, mainly because the return of something old that's been mentioned quite a lot on the past few podcasts. Um, I know you guys are all super excited. I know games have been played of it. It's it's all very exciting. We'll talk about it later. You can probably all guess what it is. Um, and also, of course, going back to hobby resolutions, our top three this week is our top three hobby resolutions. So we'll be reading out some of the community choices as well towards the end of the show. Um, so uh, I think, gentlemen, um, that brings us on to our, our, our hobby update. So have we managed to do any hobbying over the Christmas period? Let's pick on you first, Jay. <laughs> thank you right well in terms of so yeah i have done some hobbying over the christmas period a little tiny bit so obviously christmas is very busy three young children so you know the, the focus is on them really however myself and matt did manage to get a game in of the old world yeah we um, did 
which was awesome to play after all these years and waiting for it to come. So we played Dwarfs versus um, Chaos. Warriors of Chaos, yeah. Warriors are they even Chaos, called yeah. Warriors of Chaos? Yes, they are. I think yeah, they're, they're, well, they're called Between Systems. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll talk about the, the, the ins and outs of the rules part like later on, Jay. But like, yeah. for, for playing a game, it just, the, the nostalgia, it was ace, wasn't it? It was good. It was good, cool to, to um, you know, weapon skill versus weapon skill initiative. I, I get, I get, I got the similar buzz that I got from playing the Horus Heresy second edition for the first time after so long playing like eighth and ninth edition of 40k. Um, so that was one thing. And then really, the rest of the um, uh, the Christmas period I, I, has been spent sort of mustering my old world forces. So I've been dusting off the dwarfs and getting the dwarfs ready. Um, I've been putting together a high elf collection and um, more recently, as we've sort of seen a lot of the stuff come through from Games Workshop now, I've also turned my focus to wood elves and I've built a small, small collection of wood elves as well. I'm just trying to find the last few pieces for that. So it's been a, it's been really, really cool reading through the lists and uh, uh, scouting out the models and putting together the forces again. Um we also um, headed down to Warhammer World as well just before the new year for our uh, customary sort of end of year Warhammer World visit. And we played a big, um, it was around, was it around seven, six and a half thousand, seven thousand points aside? Horus Heresy yeah. game. Yeah, I can't remember the points exactly. It was about six thousand points plus four grim. Yeah. However many points four grim is. So yeah, about six and a half thousand. It was really good fun. Um, I think... Next time, I think we need to make sure we've got more plays per side because that's a lot of models to move, isn't it? Yeah. Day. But I think we made pretty good time, really, though, didn't we? Oh, we were there all day. We didn't stop for lunch. Um, uh, we started lunch probably around. <laughs> yeah, we started about half past ten, didn't we? We finished yeah. about half past four. But we got all we got all the turns in. We finished the game, um, and I wouldn't say we rushed through it. We had lots of time to sort of sit and talk about what was going on because there were some really really cool moments. We had. Um, a, uh, a a disrupted deep strike by Sanguinius. Um, we had a um, standoff between Dawn, uh, the Phalanx Warders, and Horus Ascended. Um, yeah. We had some, you know, counter um, charges and pushes from 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 fringe elements of the Sons of Horus and the Blood Angels around the flanks. Um, it was great fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, me and you, Matt, we've played a lot of Horus Heresy. We played a lot of Horus Heresy at Warhammer World, actually. Uh, Dave, you've not played so much um, Horus Heresy. You, you were there controlling the Imperial Fists under Dawn. Um, and yeah. I think you enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It was a it was a great game, especially um, using uh, Sigismund oh, slicing yes, Sigismund. the head off a baden. And also, I think he was, he was definitely man of the match. He, he was brutal. Sure. I, um, I particularly liked uh, Fulgrim erupting out of the warp and just murdering a unit of Terminators as well. That was fun. <laughs> well, you say murdering them. On his second try, he murdered them. His first try, I think the, ter- the Terminators did quite well, but then, yeah, then they got cut down. Yeah, I guess, I guess he was still like materialising yeah. out of the warp then, wasn't he? That was it. So, yeah, so that, that's so, been my, uh, my hobby. Uh, hobby hobby holiday excellent excellent andy what have you been up to um well i've been getting ready for the old world um i finally bit the bullet and bought the old empire battle wizard kit um nice which now comes with four wizards in one box um so yeah i had fun building a couple of wizards um built a load of crossbowmen um as well 
built some halberdiers. And then when I looked at the backlog of the Empire stuff, I've still got another 30 spearmen, 10 halberdiers, and another 10 crossbowmen to build. So I'm getting there slowly, you know, That's hopefully. Like by force, the time I yeah, so, yeah, um, hopefully by the time um, Empire gets their miniature releases, I might actually have, you know, enough state troops to to, to play an army with. Um, <laughs> apart from that, um played a game of Kill Team. Um, I used the um, Tyranids, I forget what we're called now. Um, it's like the, it's just the generic compendium Tyranid kill team. Um, okay. So I had like five gene stealers and a couple of Tyranid warriors. Um, and I played against uh, Chaos Legionnaires um, on open board, not on Into the Dark. Um, and that was really good fun. Gene stealers die, but my word, do they kill stuff before they die. How did you find um, playing on like open ground compared to obviously we've played a lot of more close confines kill team recently? Um, I mean, you've got to watch your fire lanes. I think that's the big one. Um, and you've got to be a bit more aware of where your opponents are. You know, in Into the Dark, you walk into a room, you know there's only two access points, there's only two places they can come, and you've usually walked in from one, so it's it's usually only the opposite um, entry point. Whereas uh, on open board, you know, you, you can get charged from anywhere, and Gene stealers with adrenal glands move like three circles plus an, an extra triangle. I know it's a terrible measurement, but um, and then when you charge, you add another circle. So all of a sudden, you know, gene stealers can be charging halfway across the board. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I enjoy kill team. I enjoy open board probably a little bit more than into the dark. Mm. Um. But that was good fun, and yeah, I think that's a about it really um i don't think i've built anything else not off the top of my head excellent sounds like you've been very busy though i need to play since we came back from that kill team event which feels like an age ago i kept saying to myself i really need to get some games to kill team but i don't think we played it since so we'll have to we'll have to change that in 2024 um i I think i'll move on to myself um and i've had a little bit of a quiet um period this christmas um sort of a lot going on but we did i I don't think we've mentioned it yet but we 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 did go down to the uh warhammer world and play the events team and a couple of friendly games matt um we did yeah Um, i think i mentioned that on last we haven't no i think it was i think it was parallel to the last podcast that we did yeah um i think stacy carried team sprues and brews Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I won two of my three games. I oh, broke did, yeah. my losing duck. I've not won a game of Warhammer for months. <laughs> and then that, that, that Saturday, I managed to win two games. Um, albeit they weren't against super competitive lists and it was more fun than anything else, but it was a really good day playing against the guys, you know. It was used really to fun. Them sort of well, they're running events, aren't they? So it's hard to, like, find the time to play against them, but it was really, really good. Yeah. I, brought um i remember flashy courts the first out in using the new book man those morberg knights are good yeah they are aren't they those bat knights yeah so that was really good stacy enjoyed it too um that really really good day we'll have to do it again soon yeah i took down my my skaven had a game of aos first but i mean i, I say i took my skaven really it was just vermin lord versus 
because um, he just did all the work. Uh, and then I played a couple of games with the old um, tank company, the Imperial Guard, um, which uh, was really, really fun. Um, I have also um, been Ooh. feeling the old world love. So obviously it's it's out now. We've got some battle reports and stuff online. And um, I've officially got the bug. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. here. I've I've watched two battle reports so far and I want more. It's, it's taking you long enough, Dave. It's not as if we've been like in every waking moment going, Dave, this is amazing. Get on board. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. So to that end, I've actually got some models sprayed on the desk next to me, oh, nice. ready to be painted. So that's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to delving into those. I want to try and get, like you, Andy, an army built, ready to have some games um, ASAP, really. Um, so, yeah, re- really, really looking forward to that. Um, and I think I think really that's me. Um, Matt, how about yourself? So, a couple of weeks before Christmas, we had the all-exciting email that the award's on the way. So I sat like an excited child waiting for Santa by this doorstep, waiting for the boxes to arrive. And they didn't for a while. But we got some PDFs with all the rules. So I've been busily rebasing pretty much every army that'll go into square bases. Mm-hmm. I've got a Beast of Chaos army built. I've got a Warriors of Chaos army built. There's a bit of a chaotic theme here. Uh, I've got some Dark Elves good to go once we get the uh, supplemental PDF and some Ogres too. So, yeah, it's um, it's been really cool getting all those on base. And I don't know about you guys, there's just something aesthetically pleasing about a big block of troops in a, in a, in a square, isn't there? You know, as opposed to round bases and a loose formation. Yeah, it feels like you're controlling an army, in my exactly, view. Yeah. Uh, and I do think as well, I mean, you, 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 they're all ranked up and stuff, but already I've been playing with like the wood and stuff. You can be really clever. You can make a really nice dynamic looking unit. Uh, a nice trick I learned back where we used to play was to, when you're mounting your cavalry on your square bases, don't line them up all parallel with one another. Have them like a few, uh, you know, uh, half a centimetre forward, uh, a slight angle, so it looks like a living unit of horses charging yeah uh, you, well I've, you, done, I've done similar with me so there's a new a new option isn't there in the warriors of chaos list of mounted chosen and the yeah. new, the, the current um chaos knights models are massive but they, they fit on 3060 if you do what jay says you kind of like stagger how they're standing and they look really good as chosen knights then yeah you can have some fun i think so yeah so so i was doing all that and then Christmas came, it's still no box. And then my birthday came, still no box. But then about about a week ago-ish, when we're recording this, a big box of Bretonians arrived. I excitedly tore the wrapper off and uh, built all them. I did paint some stuff, but unfortunately what I did paint it, I can't talk about it for about another week or so. So <laughs> um, I have been plodding away with them. I don't want to rush them, is I the think. I think Bretonians are going to be like my main army for 2024 mm-hmm. for old world so i want to take my time and you guys have seen the uh the scheme i've gone for it's not a quick like five minute contrast job is it no no it's not definitely not so you look so really yeah. good matt cheers it's it, the, the the models that you've seen which is very cryptic uh it took me about a day to paint five of them so yeah it's going to take a while to get them painted but um i think the stuff like the peasantry peasantry they don't deserve that time being painted they can be done pretty quickly but all my knights mm-hmm. want to get painted up so yeah that's that's really been the focus of my hobby time rebasing models and uh, building some old world stuff excellent excellent stuff so we've all been you know fairly fairly busy over christmas unwrapping presents of course do we all get warhammer for christmas by the way 
Did we all get Warhammer? I did get some Warhammer for Christmas, yeah. So I got some uh, vouchers that may have immediately gone on grey all nights. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. Jay and Andy? I got, I got Lego, not Warhammer. That's still hobby geek, it's isn't it? It's still good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got the Kill Team starter set because the Veteran Guardsmen and New York Commandos are two teams that I've not got. Oh, and nice. I've got the um, Felgor Ravagers as well. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to get um, the Red Gobbo. Um, I also got a certain Primark of the Word Bearers. Thanks, Jay. And, <laughs> um, uh, and I, also I didn't want got... to be in this house, anywhere near me. You're my loyalist <laughs> legions. <laughs> uh, and I also got the beginnings of a Legion's Imperialis Army as well. Thanks, Matt. Um, which I think I'm also going to be doing as Word Bearers. Um, as I'm looking forward to to getting those built. All the word bearers. All the word bearers. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of this first segment, but we have plenty to get through, so we'll be right back. So what do we have in this week's news, Matt? Well, considering it's what we're a week into the new year, there's been quite a lot of stuff um, announced. So first of all, um, as is tradition, Games Workshop did some little kind of like spoiler reels, I guess is the best way to describe them. Just a few shots with silhouettes of awesome models that are coming next year. Um, I think there's been less less detail than previous years where they pretty much kind of gave away the game. I think this year they've left it a bit more mysterious, haven't they, would you say? Yeah. I'd say so. so yeah, there any, any cool there's bits been in some there? cool t- discussions around them online, I think. So it's been it's been a, a nice little tease, I think. Yeah. Does, so do any of them jump out at anyone in particular? Anything that they're yeah. excited about, or you know? I uh, I really want to look at the. I, I mean, it's clearly an orc. I want to see what this orc looks like for 40k. <laughs> the orc codex is is one of the next ones. Um, it's not an orc, Dave. It's not an orc. It's, it's, it's got to be an orc. It's Yarrick reincarnated. <laughs> the, the orcs have taken Yarrick's torn up body and rebuilt him so they can fight him again. I mean, to be fair, he had a claw already, didn't he? So he was yep. already. He did, exactly. That's what I mean. He, he had an orc power claw. So, you know, I'm well, thinking he's gone. Never go full orc. And I think he has. Well, <laughs> he's, he's, he's rumoured to be dead in the in the last yeah. Codex. So, yeah. Well, either way, if it's Yarrick as an orc or a new orc. Um, uh, Mech Boy or whatever. I'm, I'm, I, I want to see this model. It, it looks great. I mean, it's no surprise what I'm most excited about. I mean, but the, the, the clearly plastic solar auxilia. Yeah, oh yeah, clearly uh, they, they've got to be, haven't they? I mean, but there's so interestingly a new Sentinel as well. I know we saw the heavy Sentinel in um, Legions Imperialis. I remember you saying, "Oh, they've got like an Ad Mech style walk," and I was like, "What?" But I, I did a really detailed diagram, didn't I? Showing how the yeah. little dude is sitting in the Sentinel. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I still stand by that. I mean, it, it's got like the 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 legs, hasn't it? Of um, Sentinel. Of what they called of, of a Sentinel, but also it looks quite similar, especially in like the front of it as a um, a, a Sidonian dragoon. Obviously, it's got a proper guy on top and not some mechanicum half human, half cyborg forged into it. Um, but there's definitely a sort of a similar similar a half there. human half cyborg. Is that a quarter cyborg then? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, half and half. Well, no, a cyborg's half anyway. 
Cyborg's half oh, yeah. and half robot. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. But yes, yeah, so that's interesting because I expected a, a heavy Sentinel, but I guess light Sentinels would make sense for another kind of troop's choice. That also means there's going to be a few unit options that aren't in the current this is what uh, Sonic City list. As well. Yeah, that, that's what I found interesting. Um, I don't know what that means because I mean that 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 existing list is a complete list as far as we understood it. Now yeah, we exactly. can always add additional units in the PDF form, um, but it seems strange. I mean, it could it be, be a oh, different faction? You know what? What? what, what I, I know specialist games tend to be book heavy, don't they? Yeah. What would your thoughts be if we got a Solar Exilia supplement, which basically updates the list that was in the imperium supplement because i guess technically the list in the uh the current one is loyalist only as well technically. it is yeah yeah um i don't know it's interesting i can't wait to see you like say how the i mean it, there's always a bit um of a mixture of positive and negative criticism i think of mm. the the horus heresy rules releases the exemplary legion um um oh no what was it was it what was the one with the fulgrim rules in yeah um yeah uh, i forget what it's called but i know the one you mean the kind of yeah where it was a reprint of existing pdfs and then some new stuff a combination and you know i didn't didn't really bother me but it wasn't a book i i picked up there was nothing in there really that i needed i i don't know it'd be interesting to see i mean i i really you just have to see you've got plastic plastic um sort of baseline human warriors coming i think that's great for the horus heresy and i think you know it, it, you go to these horus heresy events and you're predominantly fighting against marines because you know they're the main sort of faction in the, in the setting um but it's always really really cool when you come up against uh, a mechanicum force or, or something slightly different and i think the availability of plastic uh, imperial army type models it, it it's going to be quite um, appealing to a lot of horror series who play oh, yeah. them so I mean, we'll see how, a load of how them long have i been telling you guys that i want to do a solo auxiliary army but the problem is it's like 80 quid for a basic unit <laughs> isn't it and <laughs> I, that's like 20 points in game <laughs> i remember a few few years ago we we uh, we had we, we put them all in our baskets didn't we to try and calculate what it would cost and uh i've not my baskets long since been uh uh, emptied out was it about 1800 quid or something oh it was bonkers crazy so so i mean that's the big positive isn't it i mean i guess the logical be this is a nice little force to add as an allied force but obviously you've got the option of going to town and it's not gonna be a cheap force because you know there's still dirt cheap blocks of troops and dirt cheap tanks but it'll look so cool on the battlefield three thousand points of just guard basically yeah um, so I think this is just from some silhouettes as well. So imagine how excited we'll be when we actually see these kits as well. Um, on the AOS side as well, we I think this will probably interest Andy as well. We saw some teaser what looked like new Dark Oath. I suspect all the old Marauder stuff will disappear to the old world. So all those old cavalry, the old Marauder kit, and we'll see new Dark Oath mortal infantry for Warriors of Chaos. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think they've had those the the the, the Warcry Warbands and the Underworlds Kill Team, uh, not Kill Team. Um, were they Warbands as well? Yeah. Um, with the Dark Oath models have been really really cool. I think so. It'd be cool to see um to see them them fleshed out. And like you say, it means then the older kits can just be used in the in the old world setting. Um, although I suspect you know if they look nice, I can't see why you wouldn't you couldn't use new marauder like aos models in in uh 
in your old world army as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do wonder. I do wonder if we're going to see like Centigors or something in in uh, Slaves of Darkness. I think that'd be cool. So yeah, yeah. so that was the, that was the previews. Um, we got a bit of a tease of the first Legions Imperialis. <coughs> we got a bit of a tease of the first Legions Imperialis supplement as well, the Great Slaughter. Now, obviously, we know that the uh, Imperialis release was a little bit later than they hoped for. I think it was meant to come out in August, and it came out, what, November? Mm. Way after it was meant yeah. to. This sounds really, really cool. So, for a start, all those cool units that, you know, were missing from the big book, like jet bikes and uh, uh, Spartans and drop pods and stuff like that are in this book. So that's cool, kind of filling out the options that you've got to build your Legion's Imperialis force. It looks like a big part of this is also about like narrative campaigns as well, which yeah. I think could suit this game really, really well, having a bit of a continuing storyline. But the most exciting thing in here is Titan Death. So this is apparently rules for 6,000-point games with just Titans and Knights. Woo-hoo. The smallest thing allowed is an Armager. <laughs> I think that's really cool. It allows you, because you can't really do that scale force in um, Titanicus, can you, Jay? Because you've got all the terminals and stuff. Yeah. That would quickly become a bit cumbersome. It would, but yeah. But being able to do, like, 20 Titans a side, it'd look ace on the battlefield, wouldn't it? The closest I think we've got so far is the Titan Club, isn't it? They tend to turn up at yeah. uh, games days and yeah. Warhammer Fests and stuff. So imagine um, that on a 6 by 4 table. That'll look ace. Yeah. It'll look awesome. Uh, I, I, in particular, am looking forward to this. I was going to say that's that's you. You are keen on the knights and titans more so than the infantry. So, I think this might be your little niche into the game, Dave. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I, I I just really like the sort of that. I mean, I never. I should have given Titanicus a go, and I know there's still time. It's still an ongoing game, really. But um, I think I'll enjoy the legions rules with titans and knights rather than all the terminals i think i think it'd be a bit easier to play yeah definitely um so yeah we'll, we'll definitely have a game of that when it comes out dave because i think it'll be fun yeah. staying in the horus heresy however we also had the news that the end and the death volume three is up for pre-order on saturday the final horus heresy novel it's been a long time coming guys hasn't it yeah, but it has actually come faster than I thought it would. I was not expecting to even hear about this until no, February. Well, February is normally the Black Library Day, isn't it? So I thought, yeah. well, okay, that's a good one to end it on. But this has just come out of the blue, really, hasn't it? Yeah. It's not well, that long ago Volume 2 came out. No, well, this is it. No, I mean, I'm still having, you know, nightmares and stuff about Volume 2. So <laughs> they'll, they'll yeah. drop the news on Saturday that actually there's a fourth book in the in the, uh, in the final part. <laughs> But, no, oh, it's not actually the end. I think it's finally, finally the end. I just hope I managed oh, to get the yeah, final yeah. limited edition book. Otherwise, I will not be a happy bunny. <laughs> I'll have to battle the website Saturday morning for that one. But yeah, mm-hmm. super excited for that. And I guess the big question is, I guess in February, I guess Jay, they can maybe announce what they're doing next. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, you've got different sets of the Scouring. You could even do the Great Crusade, Thunder Warriors and, and Proto Legions and things like that. I don't know. That'd be cool. You know, the kind of like, we, we, we've, we've, especially in the last few books as well, we've dived more into that backstory as well, haven't we? Yeah. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see maybe a, a series in um in that yeah. period, maybe. 
yeah, I mean, you've got like the uh, uh, the older the, the techno barbarians of Earth pre unification. Uh, you know, there were loads of campaigns and wars and different um, characters running around during that time period. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Be, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to give away any spoilers because I know a lot of people haven't read it, but Jay will understand this. Ollie and the Emperor doing their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll make sense to people who've read it. But I think there's some interesting things they could like explore there. Yeah, I mean, do the the old world making a reserve? Is there is there a scope to create some series based in the old world? Well, we've um, got a Ukraine McNeil book on the way, haven't we? Lords of the Lance yeah. about the Bretonians. So, oh, I yeah. don't know. I mean, maybe there doesn't need to be another ninety book series. Maybe you know they can just now have the freedom to create small stories and interesting you know narratives in in all the different settings i don't know maybe i mean horace heresy has been such a money spinner i it suspect they'll want something as their like i guess title series won't they yeah so we'll see but yeah it's it's, it's gonna be weird to see the series come to the end and i guess the question is do we see stuff reflected in game then for the heresy uh, for the siege of terror because oh, that'd be really cool terror expansion it would be so good uh, over in Age of Sigmar, we've had some news about a new type of box, a spearhead. So this is, I think, the equivalent of a combat patrol um, containing like a hero and a couple of units to be able to put into a small force. And presumably in the next edition of the game, which is, you know, let's face it, coming in the summer, a way of doing pre-balanced boxes that all like work against each other. Now, I know you're not kind of Super interesting to AOS at the minute, Jay. But Dave, could you see yourself picking up one of these boxes? Um, potentially, yes. I mean, there's quite a few different um, Sigmar armies that still take my fancy. Um, so yeah, I think so. It just depends on what they are. Yeah, well, so Stormcast is the first one, but I think we'll probably see other redone ones as we get closer to the uh, the new edition of the game. But this looks a pretty good box to make, and I think um, you know there's some good options. Obviously, we've got um, um, Indraster in there that a lot of people have already got from the um, the previous launch box. But this is a pretty good set because you've got the Stormcast with swords and the chariot as well. So yeah. two units that you didn't necessarily get in that box. So, no. yeah, it should be a pretty fun one. It'll be interesting to see what we get for the other um, the other factions as well. Kind of in a similar note, though, we also learned a bit about the new hatchet part works as well. Combat Patrol. Mm. So this is obviously like with the, um, the the Stormbringer magazine that's out at the minute. The next part work from Hatchet. And in this series, we're getting nine different Combat Patrols, I think. Plus each army has an additional miniature, too. I think that's a pretty good collection. I think this is an excellent collection, um, either as just somebody subscribing to the magazine on their own, or, you know, you could even do a group of nine people, if, up to nine people kind of sharing out the contents. Um, I think it's great. Um, I think it's gonna, it's a good idea for GW because it's going to get people sort of starting different armies. And it will also bring a lot of attention to the Combat Patrol rules from the new edition, which they're mm. quite keen to push. I mean, we've got like one day events happening um sort of midweek um throughout the year i think there's already been 
to announce so far. I'm tempted to to build and paint a combat patrol to take along to one. Um, so that that'll sort of help that side of kind of um, the hobby as well. So uh, yeah, I think it's probably the best magazine they've announced so far. So two things bear in mind. I guess the first is the Hatchet always do a, a trial run of magazines to see what the like you know take up's going to be, and all the Games Workshop ones they've gone ahead with. It's been no problem, but I think just as part of their marketing thing they put it out there for a four issue run and if enough people sign up it then gets the tick to become a full series later which also means that the full contents may change by the time it gets the full launch i think we saw that with the previous one where some of the premium subscription options changed between the preview run and the actual run so they actually became better because feedback was that they weren't great selections so that's mm. interesting the other thing as well realistically this is probably not going to launch until like January next year for the full launch. Mm. These, if you if you look at you know watch the TV now, they always seem to put out these collections starting in January. Yeah. So it's probably not going to be anytime soon. But if you're lucky and you live in a location where they're doing this trial run, you might be able to pick up the first four issues and get some cheap models. So that's cool as well. And yeah. finally, um. We were just chatting the other day. I wonder when the next GW preview is. Well, <laughs> it is very, very close indeed. On Friday the 19th at 5 a.m. UK time, uh, there is the LVO Las Vegas Open 2024 preview where they're going to be showing off stuff for Kill Team, uh, Warhammer Underworlds, Warcry, Age of Sigmar, 40K and the Horus Heresy. Ooh. Now, bearing in mind this is an hour-long show, we're probably talking a release or two tops for each of these. Kill Team, we're probably going to see who's facing off against the Night Lords, rumoured to be uh, Mandrakes for the Drakari, which would be very cool. Uh, Warhammer Underworlds, no idea. Who do we think we'll see for that? Oof. I've got no idea. Honestly, no idea. We haven't seen, we haven't seen a vampire in a while, so... We haven't seen a vampire in a while, no. Because um, we, we we had the um, the like necromancer and his shambling guys for Underworlds, which I wasn't super keen on myself. I don't know what you thought of the man. No. Yeah, I mean they were all right. I like the concept of them being like Frankenstein's monsters and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. they definitely grew um, on me the more I saw the models. I know seeing yours painted, Andy. Um, that, that, you know, they they got me a, a bit more interested in in that particular warband. I've nearly picked them up a couple of times. New flashy courts one maybe, or even maybe something leading towards um, the next edition Wells. of Sigma. Or Shadow Shadow maybe Shadowells, yeah. Um, Warcrite could be anything. Age of Sigma, we're probably going to see the next um, book in the uh, Dawnbringer series. Mm-hmm. which would be cool. I don't think we'll see much more than that because I reckon that's probably all the AOS releases for this year then. And then 40K, we'll probably see the next couple of codexes too. So that's exciting. The biggie, I think, is going to be the Horus Heresy, where I reckon we'll get the full reveal of the uh, Solo Exilia. So yeah. Exilia. And I think there was a silhouette, wasn't there, for the um, Command Squad? Oh, the Command Squad as well. Yeah, yeah. So we might see that. But yeah, I think this would be one worth watching. I don't know if we tune in at 5 a.m. for it. <laughs> but uh, it'll all be on Warhammer Community afterwards. Um, oh, and there was one more thing as well that we saw uh, 
this year as well, the store anniversary models. So for Age of Sigmar, because the Fireslayers haven't got enough heroes, we've got another model for the uh, Auric Runesmiter. <laughs> which I don't know, it, it just looks like a Chaos Dwarf to me. A Chaos Dwarf, I love a Chaos Dwarf. It just looks like a Fire Slayer to me. I know you like these little guys, Dave. Yeah, I think um, this is a nice little alternative model to the Rune Smiters. I, I like him. I think he's quite a nice model. He's got a bit more in keeping with the Warcry Warband. They're a bit almost darker looking. Um, is probably the best way I can describe. I like them. his. Um... Has he got like a cloak on or something? But it's quite a nice detail yes. sort of scale cloak. It's very it's nice. Really nice. Do you cloak, know what I wish yeah. they'd do with the Fire Slayers though? Because to me, they, they all look like very. Where are the female Fire Slayers? You know, a, a band of female Berserk Warriors or something like that. That'd be cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Style. Yeah. So I, I, I know they're Slayers and they all wear hardly any clothes and have to have mohawks. But I mean, there must be some engineers in that group of dwarfs. You know, where are the Fire Slayer? engineers or i don't know i think they could just all the the more heavily armored fire slaves for when they've got to take down heavily armored demons and things like this yeah and I, visually I, that'd add a bit more to the range yeah as well, wouldn't i it? think they could i think they could do they could do something really really cool with a fire and that's the only thing really that puts me off a fire slayer army because I, I like the concept of fire slayers but i, I don't want to be controlling an army of a hundred pretty much identical fire slayers i am yeah. um... I really want to see a mounted unit for them. Maybe on mini magma drops. We've obviously got big magma drops. We've got the little baby yeah, one from like Warcraft. Salamanders or something. There must be yeah. one where he's got, you know, a teenage one that they can they can ride on and use as mounts. Well, you know, you know, you you mentioned his cloak earlier. It'd be pretty cool if that is literally the back of a beast that they ride, maybe in the new unit. Mm. Mm. You know, fire so, yeah. artillery and things like this. Yeah, flame cannons. Flame cannons. Yeah. Uh, you know, even like the Goblin Axe hewer that they used to have, Malachi Malakson's Goblin, that was a Slayer piece of engineering. I don't know. Uh, and, and, Andy, didn't you used to have a Fire Slayer army? Um, way, 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 way back when Age of Sigmar first came out, I did maybe like 1,500 points of them. Um, what would bring you back and, to them? Uh, expand the model range. Um, hmm. it'd be that simple. Um, I mean, the Warcry Warband was amazing. Um, and we did see a couple of female fire slayers in, in that Warband. Um, and like you said, we saw the baby Magma Droth as well. Um, so, I mean, there's so much they could do with them. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm just waiting for kind of like the Iron Jaws treatment where a couple of kits. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the good thing is we've had a few new Fire Slayers models this year, haven't we? We've had the um, the Dawnbringer character in the box, and we've got the the Warcry unit you mentioned. With this guy being an anniversary model as well, maybe towards the end of this year we'll see, you know, maybe a new Fire Slayer book and kit range for fourth edition. That'd be cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the other store only model is one that we do know is coming soon, Tau, and it's a new Ethereal. What I really like about this is that you can build it to represent one of four elementals, fire, water, air, or earth. Go mm. full Captain Planet on this. <laughs> um, I I like the fact that he's, he's, he's very different than the other, well, I feel he's, he's very different in appearance to the, the other ethereals that are in the range. Um, but there's something about the model I don't like, and I'm not sure what it is. Um... Yeah, 
I don't, I don't know how to explain it more than that. It's not a model that grabbed my attention. See, I, I like this more than the Fire Slayer. I think it's got those yeah, kind of like Oriental exactly. vibes that um that yeah, yeah. um Far Sight is he called the character? Far Sight, mm. yeah. I think they're I, leaning I think more it's... into the kind of Japanese theme on these. Yeah, it's really cool. The only thing I do, I, I do really like it, but his his feet are too close together for me. He some, suffers from a similar problem, I think, where the Dark Eldar Archeon, who's in the same mm. sort of pose, where I think you know it just doesn't look natural way to stand, especially when you're like bouncing on a branch or rock or whatever he's balancing on if his legs were just spaced apart naturally that would just be an awesome model in my view but yeah i do like it i do prefer that one to the fire slayer i think awesome so that is all the news so should we have a bit of a chat about the old world guys i think we shall so let's take a quick pause and we'll be back with that So the old world is here. It's up for pre-order. People can get their orders in now. Well, if you can find it in stock of the, all the cool new stuff, all the rule books, the, the new army boxes with the Tomb Kings and the Bretonians. Um, obviously, I mean, I, I'm now getting excited about it, but you guys have been excited about it for far longer than I have. Um, I think I'm going to pass the, the sort of stage, the stage light over to you, Jay, because you've probably been the most excited for it. Uh, and I know you've also had a game against Matt now. So, can you give us your thoughts about sort of the launch of the game and, and, and how that game played out? Yeah. Okay. So um, what's interesting, I think, about the return of the old world is that one of the, for me, is the fact that we've got two brand new army sets that have sort of been mm. launched. You know, it seems like a really, really interesting way to launch the, launch the, the sort of new game. Um, the Bretonians and the Tomb Kings. So I think there are nine supported factions, of which those two make up two of them. Um, and then the, the, there's a number of legacy factions, which whilst they'll get PDF rules on day of release, I think that's right, isn't it, on the, on the 20th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shortly be, after release, they said. Shortly well, after release. Day, but soon after. So they'll be playable. And and by all accounts, those PDFs will be perfectly suitable. You know, they'll have the full rules for that faction, magic items and all this kind of thing I would expect. Um, so you can use them. But I do think it's a really, really interesting way to launch the edition. And I really, really like the, the two army sets that um, are up for pre-order currently. Um, so you've got the Bretonian one and the Tomb King one, and I believe they contain around 1,250 points. So, so they, they 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 both contain a 1,250 point army with a pre-written army list with all the rules for every unit in the box, magic items attached, all the rules for magic items, and all the special rules as well. So if you did want to use that army as a self-contained army, you don't actually need to buy Ravening Hordes either. Yeah, and and I mean we we've 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 had the Bretonian box open, haven't we? Now and we've seen the we've seen the contents of it, and yeah, that 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 um, sort of pre-built army list that comes out, all the characters have got names, they've got loadouts, all the rules there. You're right, you could just get by with that. <clears throat> um, I really think it's a really really cool way to to launch the game myself. It, it hasn't been without a few people um, being unhappy, unfortunately, though, because and I can see their point. A few people said you've launched a sort of what is in essence a brand new game it's a returning game and you've only really got two factions at launch um now obviously we've just mentioned about the legacy pdfs you've got all the rules for the armies in in the books i guess what they're 
their main gripe is if you're brand new to the game, if you don't have a fantasy army already or you sold it on or something like that, then unless you want Bretonians or Tomb Kings, it's going to be very hard to get into. Um, at the moment, at the moment, though, you know, that's, at the moment, yeah. Let's, let's, let's be, I guess, to be fair, they can't possibly release all of the stuff on day one. Like from a marketing point, you know, point, it doesn't make any sense that. Uh, I suspect what we see is a specialist game, and we tend to see quarterly releases for them. I reckon every quarter, whether we get army boxes or not, I think we'll see a pair of factions released with all their other kits. And then mm. trickling after them, you then get made to orders and splash release of the other bits. That yeah. way, over the course of the year, the full range is back. It's just staggered a bit. Yeah, you get the, the momentum keeps going. Um, and I mean, if you compare it to other game systems, most sort of um, they don't launch with a full range of factions on day one. I wouldn't say, you know, I don't know when the Game of Thrones miniatures game launched. Not every faction was available. You know, I think the launch set contained Lannisters and Starks. I, I think there's two things at play here. The first one is if it was a brand new game, if we never had Warhammer Fantasy, I don't think we'd be having this. Well, we definitely wouldn't be having this discussion. I think it's purely based on the fact that Warhammer Fantasy was a thing and people want those old models again and they can't currently buy them. They know that, you know, the ones that are being supported will will, will be coming back. But right now, the faction that they want, that they know exists, that they know the models for, they cannot buy. When Age of Sigmar launched, which I guess is the, the closest equivalent in regards to Warhammer, um, you could rebase all your old fantasy models for Age of Sigmar. So you could, no, if you same, had if an you army. Same argument, if you're using the same argument, you haven't got those models. Because you can rebase your existing AOS armies for Old World. You've got you've got Slaves of Darkness that could be rebased as Warriors of Chaos. You've got That's the true. entire Dark, Dark Elf range that you can use, the entire yeah. Rogue range that you can use. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I just, think I'm that's just a fair thing. argument. Yeah, I'm just I'm just obviously going off the comments that I've read online because I I like you guys I I think the way they've gone about it is is great. It means they can they're not half-hearted, you know, the the, the they're not half-heartedly doing this. Like they've taken the first two factions and they've flushed them out and they you know, you've got the arcane journals for them. You've got some really cool army boxes. Um, they've taken a lot of time over those two armies and they'll be able to do that going forward with all the, the, the rest of the armies that are coming for the old world. Yeah. It's, so a valid, it's a valid thing to, to a valid opinion, I think. And it's right. It is, it is a little bit disappointing. Like, you know, I talked earlier on, I'm trying to find some Glade Guard. I'd love some Glade Guard to finish off my Wood Elves. I can't find the beginnings of the Shop at the moment. I, I can't get any. It means on day one, I haven't got a Wood Elf army that I can use really, which is, is disappointing. But then on the on the flip side, you know, if the Wood Elves get the Bretonian treatment, the Tomb King treatment, I've got to look forward to some, you know, additional new um, models, potentially one or two new kits when the Wood Elves come out. Um, and not only that, and just to um, talk a bit more about what like the Bretonian Tomb King factions are getting on day one, in the um, uh, Arcane Journal, uh, the Bretonian Arcane Journal and the Tomb, there are there is an alternative sort of army composition. Mm. Um, with um, some special characters and a different way to use the Bretonian army, or a different way to use the Tomb King army. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really cool as well. So obviously that only exists currently for the Bretonians and the Tomb Kings on day one. But I can't imagine the dwarves, the wood elves, the chaos warriors, they won't get the same treatment. So we've got that to look forward to. And I think there's a lot to say about having that 
on the horizon what's coming looking forward the next i don't know it, it's subjective isn't it i think i think there's yeah. a mixture of, of uh oh okay okay but then also actually this is really really exciting after all these years so i i think i think for me personally that more than outweighs the uh the disappointment of not being able to pick up a box of clay guard on day yeah. one. <laughs> you touched on the arcane journals and there's been some people grumbling that you need three books to play now the core book your army book and the arcane journal i don't think that's fair either because the arcane journals really are probably aimed at more people like us who want more of the narrative i, I think special characters i think really are over costed compared to what you can do with just a generic character in magic items but the special characters in the Arcane <coughs> Journal, if you tell a story, you know, tell that narrative. The the big thing for me is what you mentioned, the, the what they call legendary armies. Yeah. So the Tomb King one, for example, is built around Setra's own host of all the chariots all the time. Setra leading this massive army of chariots. So basic chariots become a core choice. Um chariots with tomb guard mounted on them become a new unit and there's rules for them and then ideas for converting them it's not the kind of army that's a casual army that you're just going to rock up to a tournament with it's very much an army that you'd build in order to like capture that theme um the equivalent in the bretonian book you've got one which is a knight errantry list so basically all the knights in training go out in a massive crusade led by some experienced knights and they show them the ropes. So all the horses, all the knights, it's going to look beautiful. But then the other list in there are the kind of the beggar princes. So an army that's gone out on a crusade is actually failed and is now kind of like wandering around with a mercenary band trying to make amends for what they've done. Again, not necessarily go to top tier tournament list. I think with this and Horus Heresy, I think if you stray down that and start min-maxing, you can quickly break things. If you go to have fun, those arcane journals open up so much more potential. Like I t- I'm just trying to think of some of the cool stuff they could have for the dwarfs, Jay. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah who knows? I don't know. I mean, I was thinking this about the Wood Elves. You know, you could have um, a more sort of uh, forest spirit themed uh, list with mm. like Dryker and, and the, you know, the um, uh, dwarfs. Proto Sylvaneth. Yeah, uh, dwarves could be maybe some some a slayer heavy type theme or an engineering guild or 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 something like that. I, I, who knows? It was cool. I mean, I don't know who the high king was back in that day. I have to get go through the the books and have a look who the high king of the dwarves was. Uh, high elves, a Lothan Seaguard like expeditionary force. Yeah, Lothan Seaguard seems no brainer for an elf sub faction, yeah. doesn't it? So mm. I, I I I like it. So yeah. So so you you've got you've got the the arcane journals which had a bit of flavour, a bit of a bit of customised, uh, uh, well additional sort of flexibility for for those um those army lists that appear in the other two books, which is the uh, forces of fantasy and the ravening hordes, which they contain your um they've got like sections, haven't they, for each of the factions in the across those two books. Yeah, I can I think you've referred to them as a book with the good armies and a book with the evil armies. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 we, we, we've been chatting about this beforehand, and that's essentially what they did for Horus Heresy. Yes, it's more expensive than an army book, but arguably not that much, because I think they're only about 30 quid each, aren't they? Um, but you get, you know, you pick up that box and you're doing Warriors of Chaos, and actually, ooh, you've got the Beasts of Chaos list in there too. With some shared units, it makes it easy to actually start more armies, which is, I guess, the idea for selling them like that, isn't it? 
yeah, well, I mean, that, that Horace Heresy, that's what I did. Forces of Fantasy, I mean, I, my appeal, I've always been drawn to, the, to those, those, those forces that are on that side anyway. I'll be doing High Elves, Wood Elves and Dwarfs. Um, I think it's awesome. So, um, yeah, so that's cool. And then the other good thing about those two launch sets is that you get, amongst all the sort of accessories and things that you get, the, the whippy sticks, the dice, you also get the full rule book. Um, which is a, a nice blue cover on it. I really like the really nice. design of the, mm. the rule book. Shout, shout out to Dave, who's done the thumbs for all our old world content in a similar blue scheme. I, I really it's, like that. It's almost like I did that on purpose. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> <coughs> um, so whether we'll see that sort of model continued going forward with the other factions, you, will, you get, will you get a similar army box with the rule book inside? I, I don't know. I guess for future releases, I guess there's less, I guess, market for the rulebook in there because you've already bought it. Yeah, so potentially they may be a bit cheaper or they may make, contain additional models, you know, for the same price. Well, or they don't do one at all, but I'd like to think that they do one because it's a nice way of selling those old models at a discount, isn't it? I hope they do one. I hope they do one. And one of the main reasons why I hope they do one is I want to see those those sort of like preset lists because then I can imagine you could do a really cool tournament where... You know, everyone picks up one of those boxes and you're playing that list. Ah, oh, I like that. <laughs> well, that's nice as well. The, the characters in those boxes as well are, are from the current narrative of the game as well. Yeah. So you so. can see the various, like, you know, new characters they've invented represented in those armies. It'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be quite cool. Um, I don't know. Are we going to, are we going to take, uh, go through the rules now for this rule? Well, this podcast? No, I think, I think more so just like our thoughts on it. Like, it's it's definitely a fun game, isn't it? It feels it feels like Warhammer Fantasy, but obviously there's quite a few big changes, aren't there? Like we in our first practice game, uh, we we got step up wrong. You do technically step up, but the 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 model that steps up doesn't get to fight, which makes initiative incredibly important in the game, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think the game felt instantly familiar to me when we played our dwarfs versus warriors of chaos. It didn't take me very long at all until I was back in that Warhammer Fantasy mindset, which is awesome. It's the game I remember. But the, the, there is, like you say, there is some big changes. And I think the biggest changes are in the combat phase, um, where, like you say, the step up, you've got this concept now of a fighting rank, which I really like. Mm. Um, and and the changes to sort of the combat resolution and your reaction to that combat resolution. So you don't necessarily now just fall back and run off. You can give ground. Um, you can hold your ground and I think that's going to open up a whole load of strategic sort of plays I think because I've already been looking through the books there's all different ways you can interact with that combat resolution and break test type mechanic Mm. and you can pull enemy units out I mean we saw it in our game unintentionally where one of your units gave ground or or something and and what ended up happening was my long beers were dragged into a fight they didn't want to be in against yeah. uh, uh, and I, I think actually a clever general can can manipulate that and and almost like buckle a line to drag an enemy formation out of position to take advantage of yeah uh, well and what you have been doing the same jay funny that you say that because i've been building some Bretonian lists and the um I forgot what they're called. The peasants on horses. Uh, the squire, the, the squire, the yeoman, yeah, the mounted yeoman. There's a rule <coughs> in the Bretonian list where knights don't have to take any kind of panic test from peasants. 
and the mounted yeomen are skirmishers. So you put a screening line, a mounted yeoman, to draw out charges and stuff, and then just flee through your knights. The knights don't have to do a panic test, setting up your knights to counter charge. Yeah, and that, and that I think that's really cool. So that that's like one of the big changes. Magic, I thought, was another big change, um, and a change a hundred times better than it used to be mm. so it's very subtle now i think um and um we use magic in our game obviously i had i had a runesmith or two you had um uh, was it a level three wizard i think a level three wizard yeah yeah and um in the olden days a level three wizard standing on the other side of a dwarf army would terrify me especially match wizards where they they had some crazy spells that were super effective against dwarfs that just wasn't the case in our game but that's not to say that magic didn't have an impact. So your placement of a vortex spell certainly interfered with my movement, mm. um, even though it didn't necessarily inflict a ton of casualties. On the flip side, your enhancement spells that you were casting really had an impact on combats. Mm. And um, I, I really like that magic and the dispel mechanic. And you had that fated dispel role. Magic felt really, really interesting to me. And I'm really looking forward to using my elven armies, not just my dwarves, because then I can play around with that magic system. You get access to various different spell laws. And they're, they're, uh, some of the spells look familiar. You know, there's some spells, Curse of Our Attraction, Drain Magic. These spells existed previously. They've been reworked a little bit. They're cast in different phases now. Um I really like it. I think I think magic, the changes to magic, look look really really good. Yeah, I think I think what you're gonna take is gonna change as well. I obviously took a level three wizard in our first game, but since then, obviously doing the deep dive into the rules, I really think there's an argument for multiple level one wizards. The the way spells generate, you pick up a, a law, you roll a number of dice equal to your wizard level, and you you get those spells. You can swap that spell for the, the like, there's a, a core spell for each uh, Signature lore. spell, yeah. Signature spell, yeah. Or you can swap that for one of your faction spells. And say that the Wood Elves have got three faction ones. If you took three level one wizards, you could have all those spells and know that you're going to get all those spells. Yeah, yeah. So obviously what you're doing now is you're sacrificing your casting level and casting bonuses, which will make your spells a bit easier to dispel for mm. enemy wizards. But on the flip side, what you're gaining is, like you say, you're gaining a bit more certainty and consistency. You can bake them spells into your strategy. Yeah. But what you're also gaining is coverage because that's changed as well. Your your wizards, um, the range and things that like 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 some spells that they cast affect the unit they're in. So you, you, the placement of that wizard becomes important because you can't cast that buffing spell on a unit on the other side of the board, for example. Your dispelling ability as well. If you've got multiple level one wizards, you're you're covering more of the board for dispel attempts and things like that because you all you only get one fated dispel attempt per army. And if you've only got one level three wizard on the right hand flank, that means your left hand flank is is susceptible to, to magical attacks and, and whatnot so yeah I, I i do think there's there's definitely a tactical decision to be made there i mean i think in the old edition of warhammer it was a level four wizard archmage was was your go-to lord option really mm. in most in, in scenarios uh, and I, I i don't think that's going to be the case now i think we will see i still think you know level four wizards are good level three wizards are good because they're going to be hard to dispel the spells that yeah. they cast um but I do think we'll see more level one wizards scattered through a level two and a level one wizard, maybe. And I think that's good as well, because A, it means that you're not 
overloading into the magic phase and, and and sometimes that can be well certainly in the old editions we found that could be you know quite it's quite advantageous really and it can be quite difficult for some armies mm. to deal with um so yeah so i i, I think magic and then the, the last big change that i wanted to talk about if, if we're not going into a, a deep dive is is to do with the sort of the how you build your units now units have um formations open formations closed formations you can go into marching order or combat um mm. uh, stance or whatever and this all affects how you move around the battlefield and how you um how these units engage with enemy units um and uh, i think that that also is really really interesting and uh, you know a, a dwarf army has traditionally been a very very slow army only a movement free can't really get across the board but you go into the marching order and certainly, and, and all of a sudden, your dwarf army is, is quite mobile and can move into positions across the board. Um, and then there are different abilities that that units, some units have or can be given, like drilled and veteran and 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 and, bank and things like this, so that they can redress their ranks and you know redeploy quite quickly and get into a better position and this kind of thing. That to me, it's it's fresh, it's new. It, it, it was never part of old Warhammer. Certainly, movement was, but this 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 idea of constantly redressing your ranks changing formations marching order close close formations open formation that kind of thing. i think that adds something else to the game as well and i'm really looking forward to playing around with that because i mean in our game we didn't use you know that marching formation or order whatever it's called no really but, but looking back i can certainly see some points in that game where you but certainly you would have benefited from moving your chaos warriors into that formation to get them straight across the board yeah and then and then redress the ranks and, and things like this. I, I, yeah so they're, they're really the, the, the three big changes that i really really liked playing around with in, in the in the game we had and i'm looking forward to exploring more yeah i uh, on on the movement thing um you're going to take a few games to get all this and, and all the various keywords and rules and stuff. Uh, veteran is one that you mentioned. Being able to redress the ranks before you move means you could start the game deployed in march formation, so you're ready to go you know, into position. But if you've got that veteran rule, you can just redress and get ready for combat if you need to in your turn. It gives you that flexibility. Even yeah. with the bigger base sizes, a 6x4 table is quite big and there is like you know call for for moving at triple speed isn't there yeah yeah this is it yeah um and and you know uh, most of the sort of missions or i don't know are they missions battle plans i can't remember what the scenarios i guess scenarios yeah is to is to kill enemy units and take banners and things like that but certainly i can see in the future you know um more scenarios that are based around movement or claiming territories or you know things like that so yeah, I mean, the, I think you mentioned this, Andy, that you were a little bit disappointed at the, uh, the most of the most of the missions boil down to killing more of the enemy army, which is arguably what we saw in Warhammer Fantasy. I I wonder if we'll get some narrative supplements that have some more interesting missions, maybe. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, um, if you look at um, other games that are similar, like Conquest, uh, The Last Argument of Kings. They do it with objectives that are a bit more interactive, where you can fight and kill the objectives, stop your opponent scoring points and stuff like that. I think stuff like that would have been really cool. Um, but yeah, looking at the arcane journals, um, you, you get a scenario in there, and 
yeah, I can definitely see them doing more scenarios based on narratives. Um, and they give you like um, uh, the armies that narratively took part in this battle. But yeah. right at the end, it, it's a dot, 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 as if to say, you know, the narrative for this scenario hasn't been written. You guys play the game, have fun. Yeah, um, I like that. Which I, I quite like, yeah. So I guess is the general consensus a thumbs up around the board then for the old world? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I'll go with a chaos mutated three thumbs up for me then. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it, it, so far it's proven to be everything I was hoping it would be. And I'm really looking forward to getting some armies on the table and having a few more games. I'm actually also really looking forward to, um, some triumph and treachery. Now there's no official rules for triumph and treachery, but I'm sure we can come up with some, uh, tweaked versions of the old, old triumph and treachery rules. Yeah. I mean, obviously some interactions that'd be a little bit different, but I don't think it'd be too difficult to, I guess, reverse engineer the old triumph and treachery rules. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if official rules came out as well, because it was a popular supplement. It was a popular I supplement. In some shape or form, we've had triumph and treachery rules for every mainstream game a Horus Heresy aside. Not, not really to the level of the original Triumph and Treachery though. No, not to that level. We've had but... multiplayer games with the same name, but not yeah. the the coins and yeah, all that cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think just to kind of before we finish off, the, the main thing for me, and I think the reason why I I don't know when fantasy was a thing, I was kind of getting into Warhammer. And I never I never really felt the fantasy bug like um I mean at the time I I obviously knew of you, Matt, but we didn't hang around as much as now. It was mainly sort of Jay and, and your brother Lee, um, and you guys were really into it. And I kind of struggled with the the rules and things. I, I don't know what it was. I just I struggled to 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 get into it. And I think after watching, after obviously seeing some of the rules and then see it in action in battle reports, it feels like this version is. Um, I'm not going to say easier because I don't think it's easier. I think there is a, there's a lot to it. It's definitely not like, um, it's definitely not a, a, a novice kind of game. I don't know how to do it. You know, you know what? I, I think it's actually probably more rule heavy than previous ones. But yeah. I think the difference is you're older and have matured as a war gamer. Yeah, that's probably it, isn't it? That, that's probably what it all boils down to. But I'm, I really like, I want to get an army together. ASAP. I know I was a bit behind on heresies. You guys kept reminding me, and I don't want that to happen with the old world. Um, I want to get some games in ASAP. Amazing. Well, I'm I'm really excited, and we're going to do a load of old world content on the site as well. Um, yeah. over the over the coming weeks, we're hoping to get some faction focuses up, or at least give you guys a kind of indication yeah. what base sizes you need. Um, yeah. and we want to do some battle reports. I want to do like a tale of gamers over the course of the year with my Bretonians, stuff like that. So. I think between us, we've probably got every faction. So, um, yeah, we should be able to do some content for all of them. Yeah, excellent. Can't can't wait for it. Maybe the old world will form some part of our hobby resolution. Ooh, that's a good link, though. Shall we find out? We'll do, just take a quick pause and we'll be back with that. So this is the bit we've all been waiting for, eh, belatedly. Um, we're going to find out how we got on with uh, last year's hobby resolutions because, Matt, I believe you've listened back to 
our promises made at the beginning of 2023 and it's you know time to see if we've we've done them i haven't did this all in my favorite favorite podcast to like write because they get to listen to us eager and optimistic a year ago <laughs> and what we say we're definitely going to achieve and spoilers i don't think any of us have done great this year oh no <laughs> i thought i'm not alone <laughs> Yeah, so to make things fair, we'll start with me. So we've got a bench level of poor <laughs> um, performance. So my um, first one was Enter Golden Demon. I've never entered Golden Demon before. And I actually said on the podcast as well, I wanted to enter Golden Demon in multiple categories as well. Well, mm. guess what? I did enter Golden Demon and I did do it in multiple Ooh. categories. I mm. entered the lion. <laughs> <coughs> And I entered some Necromunda models. I didn't rank or place or anything, but it wasn't about that. It was more about the the getting a model painted up to, you know, showpiece quality, I like to think, and entering it and seeing it in those cabinets at Games Day. Or Warfest or whatever it's called nowadays. Um, so And you know what? I'm really pleased that I did. And I'd like to do it again in the future. So I'm going to give myself one point for entering Golden Demon. Excellent. Yeah, give you that. No arguments that. So that's the good bit. It goes rapidly downhill <laughs> from here. So my second one was create more non-review content on Sprues and Brews than ever ago in the history of Sprues and Brews. Yeah. Now I've done a little bit. I've done a little bit. I did. I did a bit of you know a bit of a deep dive into um, Stormbringer magazine when that came out. I've done a few kind of like value articles and stuff, but what I've not managed to do is the, the stuff that I really wanted to do for this uh, hobby resolution and more kind of like law pieces or just kind of like talking about the history of something. I think we've done more of them on the podcast this year, yeah, but unfortunately yeah. I've not really done them on the website, which is a bit of a shame. I feel I've let myself down and the team down there. <laughs> so despite a few posts, I can't really say that I've done more than previous years on that one. Unfortunately, it is something I'd like to do more in the future, though, because um, they're good fun to do those ones. <coughs> and finally, my third choice. I've got to get this one, surely. We recorded this like the first week of January 2023. And my hobby resolution was do the painting stream every single week of 2023. Oh, 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 indeed. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of like, I think, a combination of schedules and free time. And I would say the increase in like review stuff that we've had this year as well. It's been an absolutely relentless like release kind of schedule for Games Workshop. I would like to do the painting streams again, though. I think it's just finding the right day for it. Weekends were a good idea. But Sundays, like you're busy with the kids on Sunday and then at the end of the week and you're getting ready for Monday. I do wonder if like a weekday night is maybe better for painting streams. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I have to have a think about it. It's, I mean, there's never, it's tough trying to find any good time, really. Um, the Sundays used to work for me, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, maybe we can find a weekday or something. Yeah. Yeah, even if they were not every week, but more frequent painting yeah. streams or even just hobby streams. Andy, you've talked about in the past doing kind of like a Tactica chat or something as well. Yeah, just like hobby chat and talking about, you know, games we play and that sort of stuff and yeah. you know, using taking some pictures and using those as, you know, evidence. 
not evidence, it's not going to <laughs> evidence. Matter, but, you know, something to showcase it so that even, you know, people who are sort of like watching or whatever can see what we're talking about and stuff like that. Yeah, so I hope hopefully more next year, but uh, alas, this year I have got a fairly pathetic one out of three, which I think is my <laughs> lowest score ever on there. I think that is your lowest score, Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I normally get at least two of them, so yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've let the side down. Though, I will say, not the lowest score we've had this year. <laughs> Bring it on. So, who wants to go next? Any volunteers? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'll, I'll go, go next. That's fine by me. And Andy's probably done his homework and like listened back to what his are as well. So, your so I've got one, mine written. Oh, You've got them down amazing. Come no. on, you, you can you can leave this one. Then, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, spoilers, Matt. You've done you you've done better than I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my my first one was to do free streams by myself, um, and yeah, um, yeah, I've not done any of those. Um, I think doing streaming and YouTube videos and stuff like that is still something that I'd I'd love to do in the future, but it's um, yeah, just having that sort of push to to not get out the door, but to get it started, sort of thing. Um, yeah. And as I'm, and you know what, I, I, I think that right kind of goes, now, that goes in the hands in hand with well, the painting stream as well, isn't it? Finding the time to do it, obviously like me coming round and giving you a hand with those streams as well, and help you run them and get find your feet. I think it's something we should definitely do because that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think it'd be good fun. Um, my second one was to paint a force slash squad for each of the specialist games. Um, and that just wasn't realistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I managed to kill team and war cry. I painted a lot of kill team and a lot of war cry. Um, but that was about it really. Um, yeah, I didn't paint anything for Titanicus, Blood Bowl. I think I've got the dwarf and Skaven team, which I've had for maybe three odd years now <laughs> um yeah i i i did the, the kill team did the war cry but yeah all the other ones let me down i think i did underworlds i did underworlds as well um, I'd, I'd be tempted to say you got half a point there andy because i think oh, dave give it out half points yeah you know what i i agree you've painted a lot of underworld a lot of um Warcry and, and Kill Team as well. And you played a lot of Warcry and Kill Team. I think you've pretty much exclusively played specialist games this year, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much. Um I think I played a little bit of Age of Sigma way back in April and that sort of stuff. But yeah, the last six months or whatever, it's just been pretty much Kill Team and Warcry really. Um but yeah, so that that was my second one. Um and then the third one, which I think is one I, I definitely we definitely need to sort out this year, uh, was to play and beat all of my co-hosts. Oh, so, um, yeah. Yeah. We're just going to have to play a game and well. you guys are just going to have to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I, think it, I think I owe you a win from your narrative victory at... Um... Uh, a um, throne of schools one time, Andy, as well, where you refused to take the double turn. Oh, that was way, that was way back in the day. That was. That it was, was old um, school. Yeah, that must have been twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty COVID. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I was so listening back, listening back to the podcast. I really, really liked that, and I was thinking, should we have some kind of like 
leaderboard or tally. Like, you know, whenever we do a battle report, you just yes. have a running tally of who's who's winning. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> I think we should do that for sure. Because it's not it's not in my hobby resolutions, but I think doing more, not just battle reports, but more games, like, you know, when we've got a, a, an evening free, just roll some dice and not necessarily worry about doing it for the website or anything. Just have some fun and roll some mm. dice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So due, due to Dave's generosity there, Andy, you finished on half a point, which again, woot, woot. I don't think is necessarily the lowest score <laughs> we've got this year. <laughs> um, so ooh, who do we go with next? I think we're going to go with Dave. Uh, so Dave, go on. You, you have done historically fairly terrible at these hobby resolutions. That's the polite won, way of saying it. I don't think you've won one. I don't think you've necessarily lost them every year, but you've come damn close. Oh, yes. um, you you made a wise idea this year because at the very start of the show, you were like, I'm not painting a neck from under the table, which has been <laughs> on your list for about the last three years. <laughs> that was his uh, decade resolution. It decade was. Resolution. Yeah. Done. So you set some really um, realistic and oh, achievable God. resolutions that you could definitely do by allocating hobby time every month. And we're like, that's ace. You're going to get this sorted. You're going to get this totally done, Dave. Why do I talk such utter rubbish? So your first one, do armies on parade for your guard. Over the course of the year, you would paint your Astra Militarum in the line with the armies on parade challenges. Then at the end of it, have a display board with your Uh guard army and submit the pictures do, to Warhammer Community. Do, do you know what's frustrating about this, right? Because I knew I'd picked a resolution to do with the Guard, and I thought, I've painted an army of Guard. Surely I've got at least one resolution. I, I completely forgot they had anything to do with Armies <laughs> on Parade. So, caveated. <laughs> yeah. Um, oops. You know what, Dave? I want to give you a half point there. Because you did paint an entire guard army, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's an achievement. You've got a guard army done, which you talked about for a long time, and yeah. you've done it, so that's cool. Yeah, and you know, you didn't necessarily do it in line with the the, the Games Workshop armies on parade, but the thing to remember from is on parade is you don't necessarily have to stick to that, okay, this month I'm painting a monster, this month I'm painting infantry, because armies aren't necessarily as fluid as that anyway, are they? No. I think it's more about getting the army painted, Ideally, you know, I, I guess the thing with always on parade, you don't even need to paint the scenery. You could just take shots of the army and send them in. So I think you've got, like, a big chunk of the way there, Dave. You've got the army done. That's, like, the biggest part, isn't it? Mm, it is, yeah. Yeah, thanks so for that. I, I'm, giving you a, I'm giving you a half point there because I think, <laughs> for, you know, years past, you painting an army in a year, that's a big challenge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll hold, I'll hold, I'll hold on to that half a point because I fear that's my peak. Well, so... You managed to paint an army in a year, so I, I've got full faith in you getting the next one, Dave. Fully paint and use transfers on 3,000 points of Horus Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember rightly, we were chatting um, mid-recording this time last year of how in December we'll have a big heresy game and each of us will bring 3,000 points and we'll have a massive game. You know the one that we had a few weeks ago, Dave, where you didn't have your, your um, word bearers? Um, you, you pledged to paint them this time last year. Uh, was it word bearers as well? I believe so. Really? In, fact, in fact, it was actually two armies. You were going to do a Dark Angel army and a traitor army, but you were going to start off with a traitor army to keep it realistic. 
How did you get on with that day? <laughs> <Keep it real. laughs> um, I, I painted, um, I built a 3K heresy army, um, and I painted, let me just add this up, I have to use my hands, one marine <laughs> and a contempted dreadnought. That's, That's almost 3,000 points of Horus heresy. <laughs> 3,000 points, yeah. I mean, it's Bill, it's Bill, but yeah, that, yeah, I think I I decided too late on that word bearers were going to be my legion, and then life just got in the way in, in different things, and I just, you know, thought it'd be quite easy to do, it's quite a straightforward colour scheme, and I, I just didn't get around to doing it, which sucked, because it would have been great to take them to Warhammer World, but um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> alas, alas, I don't think I can give you half a point for a marine and a contemptor, Dave. No, I would just fair. like to say though that you've done some great work with transfers this year, Dave. You have, yeah, you oh, have. Thanks, you really yeah. Have. yeah. I've really but, enjoyed using transfers. But none of those transfers went onto a Horus Heresy model. Nope, no, no, nope, nope, no, they did go onto a model. Both the Marine and the Contemptor have transfers on them. So you have fully transferred up your existing Wordbearer's army, then, haven't you, really? <laughs> I have. I 100% have, yeah, transferred. Yeah. Definitely. I don't <laughs> think that's worth a point, though. I, I don't think it's worth half a point, Dave. Not even a quarter of a point. Uh, take, fine. take that half point off that you've given before, actually. <laughs> no, 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 you're not having that back. <laughs> so the third one, Dave, this is a realistic one. You, you should be able to get this one. It's dead easy. Paint some scenery for both AOS and 40k. Oh, yeah. Easy. Now, <laughs> I did paint some scenery for Age of Sigmar. Yep. That's it. That's that's the end. That's the beginning end of that paragraph. And that was the contents of the Warcry box? It was, yeah. The uh, Cursed Blood. Was it Cursed Blood? Cursed Blood. Crypto Blood. Crypto Blood. Uh, yeah, I, I managed to paint the scenery in that box, which, you know, to be fair, was just some scatter scenery, but scenery nonetheless. Yeah, see, if it had been a meteor scenery, I'd have maybe gone with that. Or mm. if you'd have painted anything for 40k, I'd have maybe gone with that. But I don't know if I can give you a half point for some scatter scenery. I don't know. What about you guys? What do you think? <laughs> Did you put any transfers on it? If you put some transfers on it, I think half a point. <laughs> There are no need to sing my transfers. Hey, that sounds like more excuses. Your whole resolution is uh, excuse after excuse, Dave. Maybe we say a quarter of a point. Yeah. A quarter of a point. Quarter we're going to go a quarter of a point. So Dave has got... So, you know, it's, it's a shame because you've got a load of 40k scenery that you've been meaning to paint for like the last three or four years now. Yeah. Yeah, it, absolutely. I've I've got these ambitions to have like a kill team board um but uh i've not painted a single piece of 40k scenery okay but you know what you know what at three quarters of a point out of three you are beating andy <laughs> though dave by a quarter of a point <laughs> so it's not a christmas quiz <laughs> it's not a christmas quiz worryingly the high score being one out of three it's all down to jason <laughs> to see if you can get higher than a single point jay even by a fraction since we're looking for scraps here. We're going to have <laughs> of a point at this rate. You could win this, Jay. So, I've got faith. I've absolutely got faith. We'll open up with an easy one. You're going to paint a single warband for Warcry and a single warband for Kill Team. Oh, oh, I think I did this. Because I you did this. I did my Blood Angels for um, the. Um... Kill team, and I did the um, uh, the dark elves for underworlds. 
Was that this year? That, was that wasn't one, that this was year. The previous year, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, right. in that case, then I can't. I don't think I've done an Underworld one then. I don't think you've painted any AOS this year, Jay. Uh, AOS, I have painted this year because I painted um, uh, Belfanos. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Okay. We've well, definitely painted a Kill Team Warband, so I think that's a, <coughs> a clear half point now because you've achieved half I of your. Converted up and painted a Kill Team. That you know that was quite a. Still half a point. Off the shelf, guilty. I, well, I, you say half point, Dave, but you know, yeah, okay, I'll accept half point. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, it was a cool, kill team. It was for the event, wasn't it? It was really good. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think you'll paint any Warcry in the near future? So I, I would potentially paint some Warcry in the um, near future. It depends what factions we get for Warcry. Um, <coughs> so yeah, so I'm not averse to dipping my toe back into the AOS pool. Um, but there's going to have to be something that really pulls me in, I think. You know what? You know what? With us all being absolutely terrible at this year's Hobby Resolutions, do we add a new rule for next year where if you manage to get one of your Hobby Resolutions from last year done this year, you can get some bonus <laughs> points in next year's show? I think that sounds fair. Yeah? We'll go with yeah. that? Amazing. Yeah, okay. let's do yeah that. go on, why not? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Jay, Jay, your second one. This one, you, I don't know, but you may have done. Uh, you wanted to paint the models from three Kickstarters that were getting delivered to you in the year of 2023. Yeah, so, I mean, I dig, I can't even think now what Kickstarters came this year. I get, I back a lot of Kickstarters. I'm a bit of a board game addict, um, and I, I, I really like Kickstarter as a platform. Um, I don't think I've actually painted any of the models and the main reason for this actually because I have got a bunch of games that I love playing and I would love to paint them it has just been trying to keep up with Spruce and Brews and Games Workshop really Um, no so I I, I, I don't think I've actually painted a single one that's a shame all I'm hearing is excuses I'm I'm just using what was used against (laughs) me uh, back here um you know, I, I couldn't build a world bearer's armor because of, you know, Spruce and Bruce stuff. But, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm being told that's an excuse. So just just reminding people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all still to play for because our scores are terrible. If Jay can get more than half a point <laughs> for his final one, Jay wins it this year. <coughs> and you know what? I think you've only really done it as well. Oh. Your final challenge was build, uh, paint... A Blood Angels army oh! for 40k or Horus Heresy. Oh, oh, that's it. That's the key bit. Well, yeah, there you go then. Um, and I mean, that project this year has been a real labour of love. It's been a long time coming, <clears throat> and I really enjoyed working on the Blood Angels. And I, I, I got them on the shelf behind me, and I just they they give me so much joy just looking at them, picking them up in the cabin, my display cabinet, um, getting them out on the table, went to Warhammer World. We're already, we've got these two Warhammer uh, Horus Heresy events coming in the first quarter. Um, I'm adding models to that army, um, some Terminators and things to, to the Blood Angels for this big apocalypse game that we're going to. Um, it, that that Blood Angels army is probably the, the, the army I'm most proud of in my entire collection. So uh, it's, yeah, oh yeah, no, that's good. I, I think they look gorgeous as well. You've won like trophies for this army as well, Jay. Yeah, well, I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they sort of, I mean, forget what you read in the books. The, the this army's won the Horus Heresy, really. <laughs> so, I think well, that's a well-deserved point, actually. A well-deserved point. It is, and that means the final scores are with half a point, it is Andy. 
with three quarters of a point, <laughs> it is Dave. With one point, it's me. Uh, but storming into the lead with a massive one and a half points is Jay. <laughs> That's certainly our lowest winning score, isn't it? Yeah, right. Need to give some proper thought to this year's then. Well, funny you should say that because uh, Dave... Yes, that sounds like a nice transition, Matt. So we're just going to take just a quick pause and we're going to come back with this year's Hobby Resolutions. Okay, so based on that last performance in that last segment, there's a lot of pressure on this segment, I think, because we're going to outline our hobby resolutions for 2024. And I think we all, we each need to take a good look at ourselves and improve upon last year's performance. We shouldn't be talking about quarter points and (laughs) half points next year. Um, So without further ado, I want to start with this year's hobby resolutions. And I'm going to get what I'm going to call the most boring of um, those resolutions out of the way because obviously we've spoken about it a lot on this week's podcast and on previous podcasts and in person over Christmas the old world I really need to not get left behind I need to get a force on the board as soon as possible um to that end my first resolution is going to be 2k of the old world one army painted and on the battlefield I'm going to say obviously this year I want it to be a lot sooner than that, I, you know, I'd, I'd like it to be kind it of. Has end to be this step. year because it's this year's New Year special. Oh, yeah, that's it. So, um, so that's that's going to be um, my first one. It's it's a bit of a boring one, but I want to get 2K of the old world of one army painted. Of one army. Of one army painted. Okay. Second is a bit more interesting, and and I'm and I took a bit of inspiration, even though I'd forgotten what it was. But when Andy was talking about his, is from Andy. So. I am really keen on, in particular now, when obviously time is a precious commodity, I wish I played more of the smaller sort of skirmish games. Um, And Games Workshop are putting on a lot more tournaments than ever before for, like, the smaller sort of game systems. They tend to be in the week, some weekends, some evenings. Um, But I I I don't really have a, a painted force for any of these, like, fully, completely painted. To that end, and I've written it as skirmish in capitals, but basically what I mean is I want to have a fully painted Underworld's Warband, a Blood Bowl team, a Warcry team, and a Kill team Ooh, by the end of the year. You're getting multiple painted systems, Dave. Yeah, so Underworld's, <laughs> Blood Bowl, Warcry, Kill team. For each of those systems, I want to have a fully painted, ready-to-take unit so I could go along to one of these tournaments because I, I can see me doing a lot of, sort of one day kind of evening, like quick kind of tournaments this year, rather than massive sort of two day things that I, I think that's much more realistic. So that's what I want to get done. Eat a war band for each of those four systems. So that's my second one. I think that's quite achievable. I, I say that, I mean, but it's, it's four, it's four forces to pay over the year. That's one every three months, Dave, but underworlds, what? four or five models blood bowl is a bit more maybe up 12 war cry depends on what i go for uh and again kill team the same but anyway 
uh and by kill team i'm not going to include and i'll state this on the podcast not going to include the inquisitorial uh, inquisitorial henchmen which actually although they're very 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 nearly finished they never actually got completely finished so um so yeah discounting those the last one and this one actually takes inspiration from matt so um I want to um, kind of bring in the real world into this a little bit. I want to do more creative content in particular, sort of, I want to really push my video editing. When we kind of did the ill-fated sort of crusade um, campaign last year, which kind of came at the wrong time because a new edition launched and, and different things. I really enjoyed doing the more creative elements of that battle report editing. And I want to be able to push that more. Um, so primarily I want to create more original video content um, to push my editing skills and also bring a bit of that into the website as well. So you guys nice. are talking about doing like a little league that'll go across the year of just games that we've played. So I want to do something cool for that as well. Something, something creative. Um, so yeah, ba- basically like your one from last year, Matt, this year I want to do more original content uh, in particular in video format that um, obviously will help Spruce and Brews uh, and help our content, but it's also something I can take away and, and do in other um, aspects of, of what I do in, in, in life and stuff. I really like that one. That's cool. Yeah. So that they, they are my, they are my top three um, resolutions. Who, who wants to go next? Go on, throw me under the bus next. Go on, Matt. So I've tried to get ones here that are realistic, but still have, and an element of difficulty to them, because otherwise, you know, we don't want to be too easy, do we? But equally, I want to get more than one out of three points next year. <laughs> so my first choice is create a diorama for Golden Demon. Nice. All right, cool. So this could be as simple as a duel with two models facing off against each other, or something more elaborate, a model with a bit of a you know diorama around it. Something creative where I have to build a backdrop and... Use some more advanced um, hobby skills, I guess. Hmm. You know, um, resin water effects and stuff like that. And I did a little bit of that last time with the um, the um, character that I made for my Night Haunt. But I want to kind of take it to the next level and do just something that isn't painted for the, the battlefield. It's just painted as a little display thing. So I think that'd be fun. I think that's achievable. Um, but I need to have a think about what I want to do with that. I'm thinking a, a jewel, maybe. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Ask me again in like November when I haven't done it <laughs> yet. But, you know. So my second one is to place in a Warhammer World event. So I'm using this quite loosely. It could be first, second, third. It could be a painting nomination. It could be something. But essentially, win something at a Warhammer World event. Do you know this? This was nearly a resolution for me this year. With you guys kind of winning prizes and stuff, I'm, I'm getting left behind. So I, I nearly set this out as a resolution for myself, but that might be next year potentially. Ooh. But yeah, good luck, Matt. Yeah, so I think I think that's doable. I managed to win a few things last year, and I'd like to get something, something, even if it's a a cool narrative award or something, just something I can you know display with my army and go, yeah, that's cool. Finally, and this one's inspired. <coughs> Finally, this one's inspired by you, Dave. Um, I want to do armies on parade this year, properly. Yeah. I want to I want to paint up an army over the course of the year, do a nice display board for it, and submit it to Warhammer Community. So I want to enter my Bretonians in armies on parade. 
Nice. Yeah. I think that gives me a incentive to keep plugging on with the Bretonians and and I I normally knock out armies pretty quickly, but I want to go a different tact and make them look really nice. Yeah. So that's like a year long paint my Bretonians project because there's other armies that I can knock together quickly for battle reports and content. But I think out of all the old world armies where you've got like heraldry and stuff, you can kind of go to town on. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So um. Yeah, Bretonians for Old World. I know, just just on that subject, uh, I know Armies on Parade, it, you know, they haven't announced it for this year yet, but um, you can go down to your local G-dubs and sign up for their New Year New Army, which you can kind of tie into it. I'm using that as a, a bit of a, a push to get, to, to kind of slowly do my Raven Guard, because that's still mm. a 40k army that I want to get completed at some stage, and I'm using that as a bit of sort of inspiration i think i've got till the end of march to paint i think it's five units um excuse me so so yeah just just on, off the bat of that excellent well they sound awesome matt and um, they sound like some really good um hobby resolutions uh let us move over to andy next what what are your hobby resolutions andy um so i've gone for um I think very easier ones, maybe. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Um, so my first one is one that I've been putting off for a very long time. Um, but with the release of the Mark III Tactical Marines for Horus Heresy, it is to paint a 3,000-point Horus Heresy army. Yeah. Which, which one, Andy? If you not decided or leaving that one open? Well... Uh, I, I, I think it's going to be Iron Warriors, probably. Um, yeah, I might do a Dave and swap halfway through. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, with the Mark III Tactical Marines, um, I think they look very Iron Warriors. Um, mm. Whereas the Mark yeah. VI ones with the beaky helmets, they look more sort of Raven Guard, Blood Angel to me. Mm. Um so yeah, I think doing a, a three thousand point Horus Heresy army, and you know, speaking about the old world, you know, going back to um, Heresy, you know, it's very, it's kind of like seventh edition, but seven point five almost. Um, so I think going back and playing some, uh, some, oh, playing some Horus Heresy might be quite nostalgic as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's I think nice it's... that we've got the split between the more kind of 40k and AOS is a bit more casual and rules light now, I think, compared to the, like you say, old school 40k and AOS. So it's nice that we've got that split across the systems. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I mean, hopefully next year I might be able to join you guys at Warhammer World or this year, I should say. Yeah, come to the Horus Heresy events are so cool. Really, really um, good. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a slow grow one. Um, I think I'll have to sit down with a rule book, with the um, heretic book and uh, work out a 3000 point list and then kind of stick to it. Hopefully. Um, hopefully I can. Um, hopefully I can slowly paint my word bearers alongside you, Andy. Get some small yeah. games in with you. That'd be cool. That's cool. Like you yeah. are both doing some Horus heresy so that you can sort of keep. Because you can, you know, aim for a thousand points initially. Have a battle with each other at a thousand points. Yeah. Go to fifteen hundred points. Have a battle against each other. Yeah, let's do that, Andy. 
Uh, that sounds yeah, cool. That does yeah, sound cool. well, let's face it. I'll be painting some Soul of Exilia as well this year. You know, we've 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 in the past do another Horus Heresy army. Well, this is it. In the past, we've kind of done those <coughs> tale of gamers, and some. I think we might have talked about it on the last show, but I think we keep that tale of gamers format, but don't necessarily tie us into a system. Just like we all have a chat about what we've painted that month, and that could include, you know, getting some Heresy together, having some games. It leaves it a bit more open, then, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah, good to definitely. me. Um, I, my second, I was, I was thinking, you know, of doing a um, a, a new Imperial Fist Army as well, using the new Mark III. So maybe I can join you on that endeavour. <laughs> cool. We'll have to have an Iron Warriors versus Imperial Fist. Oh yeah, for match sure. At some point in the future. Um, so my second, cho- my second and my third one, kind of, they're very similar. Um, so my second choice is to write. 20 articles for the website, but I've put in brackets, not including hobby goal updates. Um, Because my third choice is to do 12 hobby goal updates. Um, (laughs) I love your your hobby updates, Andy. I I really like them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly meant just to motivate myself to sort of like have that end goal you know start the year gradually painting stuff up working my way and then by the end of the year i can again like we're doing now we can sort of like look back and reflect on it and sort of see how we got on throughout the year um but yeah the hobby goal updates i I really enjoyed doing them um i'd like to do them for all 12 months of this year um, and I think that'd be good fun. In fact, um, as of recording, I've actually written kind of my um, own personal hobby goal um, update, um, which, uh, yeah, you can probably check out and probably check it out by the time this goes live. Um, oh, wow. OK. So, yeah, hopefully um, it, it's just the kind of the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not going to do them until sort of the end of each month sort of thing. And then obviously that gives me an entire month to 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 do some stuff and work on things. Um, but, yeah, the 20 articles for website, not including hobby goal updates. I've got some ideas for hobby content. Um, you know, we've talked about like Taylor Many Gamers and, you know, I've, uh, I quite like the idea of doing like a Combat Patrol um, mm. box and then playing a game of Combat Patrol, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um I started a Middle Earth series way back. A couple Build of me an army. Back. Build me an army, yes. Um, so I'm planning on bringing that back um, and starting off with the Mordor one, um, get that built, and then each update will be sort of like I'll add some heroes to it to make it a legal <laughs> army, then I'll add some elite units, and then I'll finish off a month four with kind of like an army showcase and rounding it off to... I'm setting myself a goal of at least 700 points because that's typically what Warhammer World events are. Um, but it'd be basically between 700 and 1,000 points. Um, and then I've got... That sounds, um, that sounds really nice. I've, I've I, ordered the um, the translucent um, ghosts. Army of the Dead. So I'm yeah, a dead, yeah. dead easy army of the dead I can do. So I'm definitely up for doing some uh, Lord of the Rings content with you, Andy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like stuff like that, I think would be really cool. I mean, me and my friend um, Jason, we did a kill team challenge 
where we got a 20-sided dice and rolled a 20 dice and compared it to the result on the back of a kill team compendium. Um, and the result of what we got was the kill team that we did. And we gave each other a little bit of leeway. So if we rolled up Astra Militarum, we could pick the Koskin or the Veteran Guardsman or, you know, whatever. Um, but that was just a cool idea to get um, some kill teams painted. Um, so I quite like to do that. And the same thing with Warcry, you know, doing it once, maybe once every two months or, you know, do two or three um, every now and again. And yeah, just that way by the end of the year, hopefully my kill team and Warcry backlog will have a serious dent in it. That's the aim at least. So. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. They're, they're some really good goals. Those Andy, um, that just leaves one person. Jay, what are your resolutions? Uh, right. So my first resolution, uh, no surprise, is Old World related. And I was thinking last year I painted two Horus Heresy armies. So this year I'm going to paint two Old World armies. Um, and they're going to be a minimum of 1250. So that's going to be a target starting army. But I'm not going to limit myself to a 1250. But I want to achieve at least 1250 mm. points. Uh, across two armies that's resolution of one old old world um my second um new year's resolution is um last year i i really uh enjoyed working on sanguinius um as like a centerpiece model for my blood angels army and i i, um, I tried a, a non-metallic gold scheme across that model i want to do something similar next year with another centerpiece model as well uh, whether that's a character for a 40k army or an AOS army or, or or whatever, I don't know. Something like Sanguinius, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like like a centerpiece sort of character model that I can spend a bit more time on. Um, so that's something else I want to do. I don't I don't know what it's going to be. It might be a dragon for an elf army or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's resolution number two. Resolution um, number three is to paint. Uh, something that's not Games Workshop. So what I'm thinking here is an Infinity Warband or a Bushido Warband. Um, you know, I, I was looking at Shatterpoint, but I don't know if I really want to get into Shatterpoint or not. But 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 a, 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 a sort of um, a, an army or a force for a non-Games Workshop game uh, because I do want to try. There's lots of games out there that I do want to try. We've got Warcrow coming next year, uh, which looks really interesting. Um so that's my third resolution, I think. So yeah. two two old world armies, a nice centerpiece model, and um, a, a, a force or a starter force or some sort of warband or army for a non-games workshop game. Yeah, that sounds cool. And the nice thing with those, like you said, mentioned Bushido, you don't need a load of models either for it. No, like you know, like, you, like, say ten models, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a, a bonus one for me, Andy, and, and Matt on this. Uh, us three should get some games of Marvel Crisis on the go, absolutely, uh, and get some of those painted. I know Andy's already ahead of the game. Well, you're both ahead of me. You've both got uh, Marvel painted. Um, I've got not a single model painted yet, but yeah, definitely want to get some of that on the go this year. Yeah, we will be doing some Marvel Crisis content this year too. I picked up the new starter box recently. Want to do a bit of an unboxing and series on that too. So stay tuned. That'll be up once I've got a chance to film it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, we'll obviously be reviewing this um, next year. So I want to say hello to 2025, Matt. 
um because you'll be listening to this uh and making notes um <laughs> but um but yeah look forward to seeing how we get on this year hopefully we'll we'll do much better than we've done this year i think that really only leaves us one final segment for this week's episode it's time to see what the community have got planned for the year so we'll be right back Okay, so it is time to read out the community top three. Uh, that is hobby resolutions for 2024. We might actually, uh, because the the social post went out a little bit later than we anticipated, we might actually read some um, that are going to come in a bit later on the next show, but we'll see if anybody comes back with some more. We'll start over on Facebook. Luke Preston has gone for Paint More Night Lords for Horace Heresy. He's managed 3,500 points-ish last year. Well, that's amazing, Luke. Um, that's that's up there with Jay's level of horror heresy painting. Um, his second choice is again. Um, oh no, this is for Legion Imperialis. Paint a Sons of Horus Force for Legion Imperialis and learn to play it. And his top choice or his top resolution is finish my Flesh Eater Courts army box as well as the other new stuff and add them to my army. Um, yeah, the the, the new models for Flesh Eater Courts are so nice. David Anderson, his third resolution is if I don't work on it this year, uh, then that army is getting sold on. The pile of opportunities becoming unsustainable. I think that's a very um, wise move there. So basically anything that he doesn't build um, this year or do anything with, get rid. Um, his second choice is paint at least one unit from each faction I play in each game system. That's a big one. And his top one is not to start Old World until I've cleared out the big projects from last year. Then he's got in brackets two times Heresy Armies and the Romans versus Gaul start set from Warlord. When I do start the old High Elves, I have to be game ready before buying anything new. Uh, that's going to take some willpower, but I'm, I'm sure you can do, David. Um, Steve has said last year felt very much like an army painting year. So this year I feel I need to, uh, I feel a painting year needs to be had. Um, finish the World Eater army that is half complete. Angry Ron is done. He just needs his boys, lots of his boys. Push my painting again with some of the amazing Cities of Sigma characters in the army. I'm currently building and spend more time on each model rather than rushing to complete units. And his final one is try to paint some non-wargaming minis such as Rogue Hobby's amazing Fish, fishing goblin and the Discworld sculpts I picked up a year or two ago. I might even try and grab a set of dwarf bus from Black Crow Miniatures. You should definitely check out the Evy Metal Painters group on Facebook. They do a lot of like bus and stuff like that. Really inspirational stuff. Um, check them out if you can. Uh, and finally on Facebook, Jack has gone for finished current projects in brackets Imperial Guard, Cities of Sigma, and Black Templars, all to 2K. Learn to play Kill Team and Middle Earth and get some models together for them. And his top resolution is learn how to use green stuff. Fancy a Tanef Kill Team and I want to have, want to create cloaks. That's a really good one. Uh, we do have one over on Fred's. Uh, Hobby Jackal has said, must not spill nulled oil in 2024. And then he's put, <laughs> actually, Contrast Black Legion was my most significant spillage of 2023, but it's so inky black, it looked quite cool. I think Contrast Black Legion uh, is probably my most spill paint of last year as well, um, to be to be honest. Um, Matt, do you have any? I have loads, yeah. So over on uh, on 
Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Anonymous Rex, uh, as always, get more games in, at least one game a month. Uh, sell off organised projects I'm not going to get round to. Need to cut down on the pile of shame. And number one, get a 40k army painted and based to 2,000 points. Uh, Daz Moore says... <coughs> Daz Moore says, finish building and painting a 2,000-point army. Um, despite all the time, 24 years of being in the hobby, he's only got three fully built and painted armies. So he wants to continue that in the new year and add a new army to it. Uh, Jem says, um, after discovering a low model count in 2023, my three hobby resolutions are paint more than last year, go all in on Legions Imperialis, and try stippling. Now, Jay, you've... Uh, You've done some fun stuff with stippling, haven't you? Yeah, well, yeah, the the Blood Angels army was um, basically painted using a, the predominantly a stippling sort of effect to emulate the sort of gradient you get from an airbrush. And um, it, 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 it was a technique that I um, I sort of learned and followed from um, uh, Richard Gray um, on YouTube, who's a fantastic painter. Um, so I definitely recommend looking at some of his um, videos. Um so yes, yeah, so it was a really, really, and and I think as well, it, it's quite a quick technique once you get the, used to it. It was quite because you don't have to be so precise with the placement of the paint, and you're using very, very thin paints and you're just building up layers. Um, but the end results are, 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 are still quite impressive, you know. If you if you if you give some thought to where you're actually stippling and how you're stippling, so good luck with that. Yeah, be uh, share some pictures when you when you've um, when you when you started doing using that technique. Let's see let's see what you can achieve. Yeah, sounds amazing. And finally, Stacy says, finish painting every Sylvaneth model, string all the bows in her army, and oh, nice. make as much stuff light up as possible. <laughs> That's so cool. cool. She's put she put LEDs in uh, an endless spell, and I suspect more models will have LEDs in them soon. Wicked. That is very, very cool. Um, yeah, some really good resolutions from the community there. Uh, hopefully they'll, they'll share their progress with us so we can uh, discuss it in future podcast episodes. Um, I do have to ask one question before we wrap up, Matt. What is next week's or the next podcast top three? Well, the next podcast follows LVO. So it's an oldie but a goodie. I want to know your top three reveals from LVO. You can get those into us via our social media channels. We will be putting a uh, message out on each of those channels uh, prior to the next podcast recording so that you can get your choices in. Uh, guys, I've been looking forward to this episode for ages. I'm gutted that it's it's over, but um, we've done it. We've set our hobby resolutions for the year. <laughs> Let's hope we get higher scores than last year. Yeah, well, <laughs> We're locked in. We're locked in. So uh, it's been a great show. It's been great having you all on as well. We're going to definitely have more podcasts with all four of us on uh, going forward this year because um, they're the best. They're the best. Yeah, I was hoping we've got more podcasts coming out this year as well. Yeah, Dub- yeah. Double the amount of podcasts. That should have been a New Year's resolution. <laughs> at least. At least. Uh, great stuff. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. We'll be back very soon, like Matt said, after the LVO. So hopefully we'll be like super excited about some new stuff i'm sure we will be uh, until then have a great time hobbying and we'll speak to you all again very soon bye. bye 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 thanks for listening to the spruce and bruise podcast for more content remember to check out spruceandbruise.com and if you'd like to get in touch with us send us a tweet 
at Spruce and Brews or head over to facebook.com forward slash Spruce and Brews. Are we all good to go? I've got a mouthful of chocolate, but yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I'll come to you last time, Matt. <laughs>